Okay, Majulila, um, I think it's chapter 28 or 29. I'm not good at that. I should keep track. I'm sorry. Um, Chaitanya Bhagavat, text 110. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Brinda Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Brinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Krishna Dasya Vina Mora Nahi Kichu An. Hena Upadesha Tumi Mora Dehadam. I have no desire other than the service of Krishna. Please instruct me accordingly. Omigana Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Chaksur Unmalatamyena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bisham Stapi Tamyena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vanchakalpa Turubyascha Kripa Sindhu Bayebacha Patitanam Pabanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivas Adigor Bhaktivinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. <clears throat> so this is some context here. The Lord is taking sannyas, and there's only one reason in this age to take sannyas is to use the respect of the order and the commitment to detachment to become a, a spiritual leader. Days of yore, it was more just, it, it was just part of that incredible Von Ashram social system where the whole goal was detachment. As Prabhupada said, I remember when I read it, there's two types of brahmacharis, one who is attached and one who is detached. Those who are attached, which in this age means most of the brahmacharis, they enter the Grihasta ashram. For what purpose? Those who are detached, they can remain brahmacharis and then later take sannyas. That is so, so rare. We always have hopes that people remain brahmacharis and they never do. Even the incredibly lauded ashram in Chopati, you know, at the age of 40, so many people kind of decided they couldn't make it. And they honored those people. It's, 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 it, bhakti is not based on renunciation, it's based on dedication. So it doesn't mean that because you're getting married, you're less advanced. Bhakti is independent of karma. There's a facility. There can be a facility for being in a renounced position. There also can be a liability if you use it 
to center yourself for control and enjoyment. But um, so there's a deta- attached brahmachari gets married. What does is, what is an attached brahmachari get married for? To become detached, but not immediately. <laughs> it's a process because it's a very, very scientific system of how detachment works for an attached person. The way the system works is the desires that you have, which are absorbing the mind and taking you away from Krishna, you regulate them. So when you regulate them, what happens is the mind becomes peaceful. If you artificially renounce them, you become absorbed in them. If you indulge in them, you become absorbed in them. But if you regulate them, your mind becomes peaceful so you don't have to be absorbed in the object of your enjoyment. At the same time, the regulation is tapasya, it's detachment, so one becomes purified. So one who does the grihasta ashram properly, not artificially, we don't renounce things that we can use in Krishna's service. Different people have different standards of living just from the way they were born. It's a very practical system, but you become detached. And I always look at some of the most detached devotees I know, like Ravinder Sarup Prabhu, Burijan Prabhu, Virabahu Prabhu, um, Grihastas. It really works. And then, of course, there was a Vanaprast where the husband and the wife would go to places of pilgrimage and start leaving the attachments of the home. It's very, very interesting. In Kali Yuga, in in the West, generally speaking, people don't become attached to the home. It's just so difficult. Everything is difficult. The economics are difficult. The relationships are difficult. The family situation is difficult. I always remember, I was just listening to a tape of Prabhupada where he was you know, saying how in India, he went to every family, all his friends and said, you have four sons, give me one, I'll make him a Brahmin. Oh no, Swami, how will they earn? How will they earn? He said, then I told this before that Prabhupada made the joke. When I came to America, all the Americans or boys and girls already took sannyas. They already left home. (laughs) So it was easy to take them from the ashram. But so generally, it's not recommended. People are too attached. Even, you know, in ISKCON, the sannyas ashram does not have a good track record. Actually, I saw one picture. It used to be right on the side of Prabhupada's bed of Prabhupada in front of the Krishna Balaraman there with all those sannyasis. And then one day I went there and it was gone. And I guess one reason it was gone is because all those sannyasis were gone. And Prabhupada, he said, you know, my god brothers had criticized me. My god brothers have crit- had criticized me. But one thing they were correct. 
He said, I, I gave sannyas to young men. Then he said, what could I do? And then he quoted a Bengali proverb. When there are no trees in the forest, the castor oil tree looks big. Castor oil tree never gets big. When there's no trees, it looks big. So all Prabhupada had was young, crazy, <laughs> fired up people. And he needed to have leaders and create a social order. And he was so powerful that he could enthuse people with very high levels of, of renunciation. I, I was just reflecting. I know when I, there, people were really giving their lives. And then we saw when Prabhupada left, that energy that he was giving that were allowing many young men to have this level of renunciation. Without it, they couldn't maintain it. Anyway, Lord Chaitanya is taking sannyas and he meets his sannyas guru and he's in ecstasy. I guess he's in ecstasy because he's meeting a, an elevated Vaishnav and what could be a greater pleasure? What could be a greater pleasure? Actually, this morning I was meditating on Varsana. I was meditating on Govardhan, and I was meditating on devotees. And the joy of, of meeting advanced Vaishnavas. But also maybe he, he was enlivened because now he was going to fulfill the external, he was going to fulfill his mission. He had, his mission, he had the Bahahate, what is it? Bahir, Bahiranga Hetu, Antaranga Hetu. He had the internal reason for his descent and the external. And I always say it with, with, with English words, you have to be careful in their translations. You know, external can also mean superficial. The external reason for Lord Chaitanya's preaching, the external reason. No, external is the reason he came for, for others is to preach Krishna consciousness. And the reason he came to himself is to fulfill his desire to become complete in his ecstasy by becoming a devotee. Because ecstasy is love. And for love to be fully relished, you have to be both the beloved and the lover. God is the beloved of the devotees. The devotees are the lover of God. So he had to have that experience. So he's in ecstasy and, and after meeting his, paying his obeisance to his, his guru, he folds his hand, he offers prayers, he asks for mercy, he glorifies his guru as the compassionate giver of mercy, one who qualified to give Krishna who's Lord Chaitanya's life and soul because Krishna is sitting in his heart. 
And that's the idea of Sadhu Sangha. Sadhu Sangha is relationship creates a conduit between our hearts and others. And bad relationship closes it. And that's why the proper dealings in relationship should be known. And that's a cultured person. How you deal with a child, how you deal with a friend, how you deal with an elder, how you deal with a guru. Because if, you, if you're cultured, you, you, you know how to communicate. You know how to relate, you know how to learn. These are the emblems of, of culture. Learning, relating, and communicating. A cultured person knows these things. So we see actually in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, my unfinished book, I, I, I wrote seven chapters of taking the CC and, and, and how do we learn to behave so that we can learn properly, so that we can actually have the right relationships that inspire this exchange. And this is the key, serving the Vaishnavas and, and, and invoking their blessings. And, and it's a fact, there is blessings. Blessings mean you please a Vaishnava, he favors you and God sees his desire to favor you. And we advance by the blessings of the Vaishnavas. And now he makes a statement I to his guru to let him know what his consciousness is. Our expressions, if we're sincere, can reflect our consciousness and inspire that relationship. Because after all, it's a relationship. And relationships go beyond the intellectual. They're also on the psychological platform. So if you know how to behave properly, you know how to approach, you inspire the person to give blessings. And ma the main way you, they give blessings is they'll give their teachings and their instructions. And because it's also very practical, they say you don't throw pearls to a swine. You ever heard of that idiom? You don't throw pearls to a swine because it, it can't value. So, so, so the Vaishnavas, they have pearls. They have pearls of wisdom, but they'll give it to someone who is surrendered to wisdom and surrendered to truth so that they'll utilize truth even, and this is a favorite phrase I use, even when that truth doesn't conform to their desires. And if the teacher sees too much resistance, he won't give that truth because the person will only make offenses. They won't follow it. They'll be resentful. That's why it said, that's why it said in the Bhagavatam, a very important verse, 
Acharyamam Vijanityam Navamanyeta Karichit. We should worship the Acharya as my very self. That's what Krishna says. Navamanyeta Karichit. Manyeta, do not envy him. And why do you say don't envy him? Because we envy authority. Because authority dictates reality, and reality is not always what we want. So therefore, we are resistant to authority. The truth is very heavy. I'm here at the house of Leela Vrindavan and Jamuna Bihari, not their house, it's the Jagannath Healing Center. And I, I, I give a little half hour class. It's kind of nice, like I do in Vrindavan in the morning. And we're discussing this one famous social psychologist. And he was very intellectual and very brilliant. They asked him, I also actually saw this lecture by his on, the, on YouTube. So another intellectual who was kind of religious asked him, you know, because the guy, guy seemed very, had moral values, said, do you believe in God? He just was struggling to answer that question. He was struggling because he didn't want to separate belief from, he didn't want to separate the truth from the acceptance of truth. Because if God means the absolute truth, do you believe in it if you don't follow it? He didn't want to make that statement of, I, I believe in God. He took belief as faith, trust, and trust or faith is, the, when you take belief as trust or faith, it's not I believe or I don't believe. It's a level of realization and experience and conviction. Then when someone has faith, Prabhupada had faith. And therefore, when he read 241 of the Bhagavad Gita, Vivasayat Mikabudhya, a.k.a. Kuru Nandana, that one should be resolute in devotion. Not many, many branched, resolute. And then he read the purport by Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur, who said this means that one should take the order of the spiritual master as his life and soul. And then Prabhupada remembered that Bhakti Siddhanta told him twice that you should preach in the West. So that's, that's the kind of belief he was talking about. I found truth, truth was delivered. I accept it, I follow it. And that type of expression attracts mercy, but it is not easy. It is not easy when I meditate, when I chant and I get down there and I want to go further. And then I hear this little voice by Krishna in my mind. Well, if you want to go further, no use going further unless you throw your hands up fully and surrender. Surrender. I wrote, I, I wrote this article, surrender is a bad word. Is, is I see this maybe maybe there's four or five people maximum on this conference 
that will know what I'm talking about. Maybe, I don't know, maybe there's reruns, but we used to watch when we were young, this television show, uh, The Lives and Loves of Dobie Gillis. And there was one character who was a beatnik and Dobie Gillis was like, you know, the prep boy and his father was very distinguished. And whenever they would ask Maynard G. Krebs, his father said, hey, Dobie, you know, uh, you know, we need some work in the garden. You know, can, uh, can, can Maynard help with work? And Maynard G. Krebs went, work. <laughs> He'd never want to work. He'd never want to work. So sur surrender. Surrender to put ourselves under truth, to put ourselves under truth, to find that truth, to want it. So here's Lord Chaitanya's example. I have no desire other than the service of Krishna. Please instruct me accordingly. That is not an easy platform to come to. To say it with sincerity and open your heart in such a way that your voice and convictions can be seen. I have no desire other than the service of Krishna. Please instruct me accordingly. If you want to put it in more contemporary language that's more palatable, all I want is the truth and I want to serve it. What is it? Guide me, tell me. I will follow it. Now, what, what's the reaction for Lord Chaitanya when he says this? Ecstasy. Not like, I don't know, I, I don't know what he's going to add. What will, I don't know what I mean. My next Monday morning greetings is about this. That's why I guess it's coming out. It's called the Krishna Challenge. The Krishna challenge. Do you want love of Godhead? Wow. And you can't sep separate love from Saranagati, from taking shelter of something else besides your authority and desires. That's what love means. Surrender, to put yourself under. The mother loves the child. Therefore, she puts herself under the desires of the baby. Which, wow. I can't imagine many men becoming mothers. I'm sorry. <laughs> That level of sacrifice. Oh especially in the modern age when there's a nuclear family. Now they don't even want the nuclear family. <laughs> when I hear nuclear family, I say, wow, that's so unfortunate. It's only husband and wife together in their family. Where's everybody else, the extended family to help? Now the modern age, they think that that's an imposition. Anything that restricts our independence and freedom is shunned upon. So 
And so Lord Chaitanya, the Lord's body seemed to float in waves of ecstatic love. The Lord began to dance and cry out loudly. Mukunda and the other devotees began to sing as the son of Sachi danced in his own ecstatic mood. Millions and millions of people gathered there. No one knew where they came from. With unblinking eyes, they continually drank the exquisite beauty of the Lord's form. The indescribable, wonderful flow of tears from the Lord's eyes cannot even be described by Ananta. So Ananta Sesha, you know, unlimited hoods, unlimited mouths, glories of the Lord since time immemorial. It's the example of the Lord's glories cannot be limited. That's what the definition of God means. Excuse me, put that hand there. That's what God means. What is that definition of God? Yeah, that being of which no greater can be described. So you actually can't put it you can't actually limit it. You can't actually limit it. His glories cannot be limited. By definition, they're expanding. Because <laughs> if they're not expanding, they're limited. <laughs> just the Ganga of ecstasy from his eyes, the Ganga of ecstasy from his eyes can't be described. So Vrindavan Das Thakur, he's explaining it, but at the same time, he feels this deficiency that I can't explain it enough. As the Lord danced in a circle, his tears bathed everyone around him. So I guess Lord Chaitanya, he, he's whirling. Sometimes it's described, I forgot, a, a firebrand. You put fire on a rope and you spin it around and it creates a circle because it's moving so fast, faster than your eyes. One time I, I went to Varsana in the evening. I wanted to see this. Someone invited me that was helping. Her name is Mariyanti. She actually printed one of my books in Croatian. So I know her well. And she's a super manager. And she was helping Ramesh Baba on the Save the Jamuna campaign. So she invited me in the evening. Ramesh Baba has a girl's gurukul. And for one hour, they come and they spin. These girls just spin while there's a, a, on a Casio, either Ramesh Baba or the next Acharya, who's a, a young lady who grew up there. They sing these beautiful bhajans for one hour. Something like, but not exactly like, Shamagori Nitya Kishori 
Kritamajori Sri Radhe Rasika Rasilo Chaila Chabilo Gunagara Bilo Sri Krishna Jai Radhe. And they're spinning and spinning and spinning. So afterwards, we go up to see him, or I went to see him the next day. Probably I came, went to see him. And I asked a typical Iskand question. Is this authorized, Prabhu? <laughs> Not exactly. I was asking it more. You know, is this in our tradition? And he said, yes, yes. This is in our tradition, of course. And then he quoted from the Chaitanya Charitamrita where it described Lord Chaitanya's dancing. It described Lord Chaitanya's dancing as a firebrand. So he said, yes, Lord Chaitanya was a firebrand. So here it's described like that. Nitya karite, pakadiya, nitya karite. He's dancing in a circle and he's crying. So at the same time, all, all, all the water is coming out and bathing everyone. And therefore, before, it's in, he said, Lord Ananda can't describe this. It's so amazing. Thus soak in the waters of love of Godhead, everyone, man and woman, young and old, all chanted Hari Hari. Now it's described the Lord's ecstatic symptoms. One moment the Lord shivered, another moment he perspired, and the next moment he fell unconscious. All the people there became frightened on seeing the Lord fall to the ground. So the scientific description of ecstasy is mentioned in the the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, that when one's emotions are very powerfully affected by an object of devotion, they disturb the mind. The mind really becomes agitated, either in crying or whatever, fear, you know, anxiety, whatever. And it, it has an effect on the prana in the body. And the prana is connected to what's called the tan matra, the core material elements. And according to the emotion, a particular material element can be disturbed. So you can cry, the hairs can stand on end. You can perspire, there's different ones. And there's eight of them. And they're called astika sattvika bhavs. And the intensity of them is measured by their duration, their intensity, and their pervasiveness. So the highest stage of ecstasy, which is only experienced by Sri Radha and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, is when all eight astika bhavs are exploding at once to the greatest pervasiveness, to the greatest intensity, and um, greatest uh, duration, duration. So this is what's happening. One moment he shivered, another moment he perspired, the next moment he fell unconscious. All the people that became frightened on seeing the Lord fall to the ground. Because when you faint, 
you know, you, you, you just crash. Then the Lord of unlimited universes in the mood of his own servant took a straw between his teeth and begged everyone for the service of Lord Krishna. So there's many, many ways you can look at that the result of prema is humility. I talked about that the other day. One, when there's purity, you see your faults more. We see that the people who are the least pure and the most in the modes don't see any of their faults. The person who keeps his room sloppy doesn't see anything that falls. The person who's absolutely spotless, one piece of thing out of place. So the person really sees it. Not only that, he sees God. And that really makes you humble because you step out of this limited concept of I, this, this self-centered conception where you are the center and somehow or other, the way you see the universe is that everything is around you. You see it as object, you see yourself as the subject. You step out of that subject object, you become the object. And when you become the object, it's, it's humble. I'm no going into Prabhupada's room. I am the object. I'm no longer in the center. And everything else around doesn't belong to me. And you're hankering for something. And when you're hankering for something, you perceive you have less of it. Just like a very wealthy man who goes business class, but he can't yet afford his own plane. He's feeling a lack of plane. <laughs> But the poor person who's just satisfied is feeling full. I have enough. I have enough. Santosh. So one who has prema, he wants something big and he feels lacking in that. And the more intense his, his love becomes, the more he feels he doesn't have it. And we don't have something and you want something and you're not qualified for it. The only process is begging. If you put a straw in between your teeth and you beg, and what do you beg for? The service of Krishna. Shimuna Bihari he was, he was telling me his favorite, favorite Arjuna quotes when he lived in the ashram. So he, 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 he saw one person, he, he, he said, he, he made a list. He made a list of all the service, all the cleaning services in the ashram. And then he went to the beach. <laughs> And they said, this is Kali Yuga. The services are the things that you want, that you fight for. When Naranjan Swami has his festivals in Ukraine, the people are very poor. 10,000 people come. And each day, a different, they don't charge anything, just donation. 
And each day, a different yatra, a different yatra um, does the cooking. And there's a lot of conflict. And what's the conflict? Who can do the cooking? It's my day. They're fighting for service. They're fighting for service. They're not avoiding service. That's their faith. On seeing the Lord's humility and on hearing that he was about to take sannyas, everyone cried in grief. Now imagine if you're in Krishna's pastimes and Krishna, they, someone's shaving Krishna's head. And now they felt compassion. I was listening to Naranjan Swami gives classes on Briyat Bhagavatamrita, and I try to listen to them when I can because he's very pure. So whatever he says has a lot of conviction. And he was talking about Gop Kumar. Narada Muni was lamenting that he couldn't, he, he wasn't qualified to enter Vrindavan or something like that. And Gop Kumar was lamenting. But the point was, it was some discussion about Shokarati. Shoka means sadness and how it leads to Kurunaras, Kurunaras compassion. So, so he, he described, he was talking with Shivaram Swami about this, how Prabhupada was pained that people were suffering really because they lack Krishna consciousness. That is the only cause, that's the real cause of suffering, to be disconnected from the soul. to be disconnected from the soul. How Prabhupada was so prevalent and therefore the solution is preaching. The solution is to give Krishna consciousness. Compassion is the basis of preaching, sharing, outreach, whatever you want to call it, we know what you mean. It's compassion. So Lord Chaitanya, so there's grief. So they're feeling that way about Lord Chaitanya. Oh, oh no, now what's happening is Lord Chaitanya is leaving. So now they're feeling that, look how brokenhearted our hearts are. Look how brokenhearted our hearts are. How does his mother feel? How does his wife feel? We can't live. How are they feeling? On seeing the Lord's humility, how will his mother survive? What a terrible night she has passed. 
What pious activity his wife performed to obtain him as her husband? By what misfortune she has lost him? The material world full of duality. Sometimes I joke, the fortunate position I am, if you ain't got nothing, you ain't got nothing to lose. And Bill Gates getting older, what is he gonna lose? The whole purpose of sannyas is to die while living. And dying means to give up the ego really. And the ego is fortified by our attachments. So how will his mother and wife survive even when our hearts are broken? In this way, the ladies cried in distress, all the living entities fallen in the trap of Chaitanya cried piteously. After some time, Vishwambar controlled himself and sat down surrendered by his associates. Keshava Bharti was absorbed in an ocean of bliss on seeing the devotional sentiments displayed by the Lord. He therefore offered his prayers to the Lord. The devotion that I have seen today with my eyes is not found in anyone else than the Lord himself. I've clearly understood that you are the spiritual master of the entire world. Therefore, no one is qualified to become your guru. So how am I gonna initiate you? How am I gonna initiate you, your God? Of course, we're going to read, first of all, uh, the commentary says, without humility befitting a Vaishnav, then what's the question of becoming a guru? Guru is one who is fixed in the Abhiman, the self-conception of the disciple. And as a service to his spiritual master, he helps others. But without that self-conception, we're going to read in the Bhagavatam today that Akura, he's so learned. He's actually a, a great scholar too. And then he's going to see Krishna and then he has this little doubt. Well, what, what, you know, he's like a boy and he's playing. And then he says something about, but he has no ego. Krishna doesn't even have the self-conception that he's the controller. <laughs> so, yet I think to teach people in general, you will accept me as your guru because he's setting the example. Krishna took a guru. You have to commit yourself to the truth. They say, well, why do you need a guru? But if you commit yourself to the truth, then why not have a guru? And if, and if you don't want one, then there may be some question that you really don't want to do that. So it's not just a formality because you can commit yourself to one and not really want the truth. You can do it as a fashion. 
rather than the real thing, you can do it in that way too. But um, what Chaitanya and Krishna wanted to teach, teach. Look at the principle. I want to live by truth. I found someone that represents the truth. Tadvidi pratipatena paripashnena sevya upadekshanti tegang. Just approach pratipanya. Surrender, inquire, and offer service. Create the conduit by which the wisdom and the truth can come to one. Okay, before I ask for reflections, I just want to give you, just share something with you for a second. You know, uh, somehow by Krishna's grace, wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 how do I get this? Wait, 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 I'm not ready, I'm not ready. We're actually on the roof of Govardhan. How does this work? Okay, one second, one second. One second, I'll get it. Okay, because I know sometimes I like to share with you when I'm going to, it's just, uh, I think it's 50 seconds. Now, somehow by Krishna's grace, I'm kind of getting, I'm saying getting an ashram in Govardhan, and I'm kind of excited about it. So right now we're trying to renovate it. When I, what I mean is I had a place and there's next to it, attached is a, a one bedroom and a studio and then another bedroom studio and the owner who's a good friend of mine saw that it wasn't being used so i just he gave me the ones next to me people could stay so i had someone staying at it that was qualified to renovate it and i told him about it, and he was very very excited so he, he suggested, why not make a Sri Giriraj ashram? And the idea would be is for you people and, and people who want to come out and get a deeper spiritual experience. Even if you came out for a night, they, I want to make a nice place. So what we're trying is within our means to make it uh, suitable. So in a second... I'll show you that, I think. How does this work? Wait, wait. I'm trying to figure out how to do it. One second. Okay. Let me try my best, okay? from Govardhan. Um, we're actually on the roof of Govardhan. I just want to show you Giriraj. And uh, I'm with my Brijbasi friends, Deepakji and Manoj. And uh, we're having like proper Brijbasi rotis and sabji from their homes. And we're checking out your roof, like to see how good it is for eating uh, <laughs> Brijbasi rotis. And it's like a perfect arrangement. So like when this place is done, we're going to make a little patio here. So. You know, you can just come up, eat some rotis, drink some buttermilk, and, you know, have like a full Giriraj experience right in front of Giriraj. So 
my humble pronouns. And Mars, today they're going to Mathura to get some tiles and marble. So, um, you know, the work will continue going. So, thank you so much, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Anyway, that's kind of fun. If you really saw it, you can see Giriraj in the back, just about, it's a two minute walk. So what we really want to do is want to make it nice that people could come out there and uh, be comfortable. And I'll mostly shift to Govardhan now. And I think it's suitable at my age to have an ashram. Um, yeah, so great. <laughs> Uh, okay, one, one second, one second. As I'm excited now, let me show you one more because people seem to like it. Um, whoops, 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 whoops. And then we'll continue. Um, okay. Okay, this is the front of the ashram, you'll see. Oh, somehow the sound is, oh, the sound is not on. Wait one second, I'll do better. Okay, that's enough. Okay. Uh, anyone like to share a uh, something? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you so much, Maharaj, for sharing us, uh, sharing with us these clips. It's so you're wetting our whistle for when we get to go. <laughs> so thank you so much for those. A lot of good reflections, but I really love the one um, when uh, the, the fellow was saying, you can't say you really believe in it if you don't follow it. I think that's just such a real big call out. And that's such a great, it's a great line. You can't, if you're not following it, then you're not, you're not really believing in it. So I really appreciated that point. Thank you. Okay. Anybody else like to share some realization? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. He said, we advance by the blessings of the Vaishnavas. Nice. Thank you. Hi, Bo. Wait the Good. Anybody else like to share? I had a question. What? I had a question. Okay, wait, I have one question. <laughs> I was wondering, you were speaking about humility, and my question was that, like, humility is the requirement that we need to experience Krishna or enter into the spiritual world, but how can we actually experience humility until we've seen Krishna and, and seen by realization how infinitesimal we are. Like it almost seems like a circular. Okay. So the question is until we've seen Krishna, 
and really have that realization of our insignificance. How can we experience humility? These things are not black and white. They're like, they develop. There's so many ways to develop humility, to see that we're not the control of the whole world. The whole world is constructed to show us we're not the controller because we just fail all the time. Hmm. And if it doesn't work in life, then death is there to show us we're not the controller. And Krishna manifests in different ways. He manifests in the devotees. You know, we see a devotee that really has bhakti, that makes us humble. Hmm. He's there in his message. So, but humility and praying, they, they run parallel. So the real humility is called dainya. It's called utter humility. Mm-hmm. And that's when you have prema. That help? Okay, good. Anybody else like to say hello or share something? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Yeah, I yeah. also like, like Advaita, I, I like the, um, the blessings thing because, you know, I, I like it when you make these um, things practical and relatable. You know, you, you broke it down how, you know, blessings means you please the Vaishnavas, you please the Vaishnavas, then they want to favor you. And, and then when Krishna sees that his dear devotee wants to favor you, then, then he does it. And so I like the practicality of that definition, the breakdown. Thank you. Thank Hi, you, Krishna. Jill. Hi, Bo. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Hey, Hari Bo. Always great. I can't wait every week to hear your Hari Krishna Maharaj. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And we can't wait to hear you. Thank you. Hi, Bo. And Kalachanji, you have the you have the book now, right? Yeah, yeah. Loving it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was reading a little bit this morning, just opening it up, and you know, I, I hope you're satisfied with the final editing. I know as an editor, you're never, but it's it really flows smoothly. You know, I, I really um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so glad. I'm so glad you're pleased with it. I'm very pleased. Okay, well, anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for the class. Akinshna Bhakta. Hi, Bo. Hi. Thank you. Anybody else? Hare Krishna, Krishna Maharaj. Thank you very much for the class. Thank oh, you. great to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Great to see you. Maharaj. Okay. Right. Thank, you. thank you. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, Namasaki here. Hi, Bo. Hi, Krishna. Thank you for the class. Wonderful. By Krishna's grace, you have some reception today. <laughs> as long as I'm not on the par, I can I can have good reception. But when I'm on the par, you know, it's in the middle of a village. So You're not on I the par. I'm not now, but uh, I usually am. Okay. I thought you were on the <laughs> Okay. Okay. Haribo. Haribo. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Good to see both of you. Thank you for listening. Hare Bo.
Precious. Okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, Tota Gopinath here. And Kishori Radha. Hare Bo. Hare Bo. See you next Sunday, Tota. Yes, Hare Krishna. Okay, anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, it's all Govinda. Thank you so much. I'll see you next Monday. <laughs> Looking forward to it so much. That, hi, Bo. Hari Krishna Maharaj. This is Rangarani. Rangarani. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Nice you joined. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. A few more people? Hare Krishna Maharaj. It's Kadamba Mala. Oh, Kadamba. Hare Krishna. I will see you next Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> Can't wait. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. This is Isabel. Thank you so much for class. Thank you. Hare Bhal. Few more? Hare Krishna Maharaj. It's Gopa. Gopa. Hare Bhal. Hare Bhal. Krishna Premi. You can't buy a ticket out of Mayapur. This is amazing. It's almost <laughs> here. Yeah, almost uh, January. What's that? I said it's almost January. <laughs> okay, say that one more time. I said it's almost January. And you only come to the Holy Dom shortly. Oh, by the way, Yugala Priti has my new book, has a copy for you, okay? Mm -hmm. a copy for you, okay? Did you hear me? Uh, are you talking to me? I'm talking to you. Has a new, okay. a new book. Oh, Yugala. Oh, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, I know the morning greetings. Yeah, okay. Are you in about a okay. Okay. okay, thank you. One more Hi, person. Krishna. One person. Hare Krishna, Krishna. 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 Hare Krishna. Good. Okay. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Chinmay Radha is here. Chinmay Radha. Wow. Great to see that you're on. Hare Krishna. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Gurudev. It's Raja Devi. Thank you so much. Raja Devi, we have the place in Govardhan waiting. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. Who else? Okay. Hare Krishna Maharaj. This is Rachel. Rachel, so nice that you can join us. I'm so happy you can come every week. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Okay. Okay. Okay, we'll end now. Bunch of, and I'll see some of you back at 11 o'clock. Bunch of copa to be a stock of this in the